0: Hey there, welcome to Takeaway with Sam Okus, a podcast from Nation's Restaurant News. I am Sam Okus, editor in chief here at NRN, and this is the show where I give you an all-access pass to the restaurant industry's most influential decision makers. This week I'm talking with Denise Padini. She is the chief marketing officer for Nukes Eatery. Uh, Nukes is a fast casual concept based in Jackson, Mississippi, with about a hundred locations across the southeast. And just this week, they announced a rebrand fashioned around the tagline, extra with every bite. Denise joined the podcast to talk about the tagline and the rebrand, what extra means to nukes and how the concept is updating its digital marketing strategy to appeal to both customers new and old. In this conversation, you'll learn more about why the value message still resonates as a traffic driver, how loyalty programs are a cheat code for brand evolution, and why the marketing and IT fields are fusing into one guest experience function. Jumping now into my interview with Denise Padini, the Chief Marketing Officer of Nukes Eatery. Don't forget to stick around after the interview as I will share my five takeaways from this discussion, actionable insights that you can take with you on the go. Okay, I'm here with Denise Padini, the Chief Marketing Officer for Nukes Eatery. Denise, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, taking some time today.
1: Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me today.
0: Absolutely. So Nukes, uh, what's this brand all about? Fast Casual Company. I've had the pleasure of being there a few times. I know really elevated quality food, but for those who have not had a chance to visit a Nukes, give us the spiel on what's it all about.
1: Sure. So Nukes uh, is mostly in the Southeast region. We are a fast casual brand. We sell items like sandwiches and salads and pizzas, and we even have our famous uh, Nukes cakes, which are made in our own Nukes bakery in Oxford, Mississippi, which are made every day and shipped to the restaurants. Um, Nukes was founded by Chris Newcomb, and Chris Newcomb was one of the original founders of McAllister's, and so he sold McAllister's years ago, and then now created the Nukes brand, and Nukes is named after his nickname from Chris Newcomb. So we're actually gonna be turning 20 next year. So we're gonna be celebrating our 20th anniversary. Uh, we have about 100 locations, like I said, in the Southeast, and it's a wonderful brand. And our, we have a, a fan base that's like a cult that really loves us, and we're very appreciative, and we're hoping to get some new guests in our restaurants.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get into how you guys are, are trying to do that. But before we do that, you know, you mentioned the cakes. What what are some other things that Nukes really hangs its hat on? What's the promise of this brand of why people should go to Nukes instead of other fast casual companies?
1: So what's unique about Uniques and sets us apart from our competitors is really our flavors, our fresh herbs and spices. We use chili oils in our products. But I think the number one thing that Guests really point out, um, which is different from some of the other fast casual deli brands, is that we have premium proteins. So we have a six ounce salmon filet that goes on a salad. We have shrimp. We have steak. We have our chicken that we roast in house every morning. And we're also bringing surprise, surprise, this is a, a secret thing that's coming in a couple of weeks, but I will tell you, we're bringing back roast beef which is an item that we had taken away because of COVID mm. and now bringing it back, which is one of the favorites of um, the brand. So I would think those those are the things that we get called out for. Again, our cakes, our, our desserts. We have um, pizzas that we make fresh in-house. So uh, I think that's really kind of the big uh, call out for Nukes. We also, every time you go to a Nukes, like you said, you've been there before, is we have an open kitchen. So you can see our chefs making your order as you order it so i think that's what we're most known for
0: sure Uh, out of curiosity the roast beef what what, why did you have to pull it from the menu because of COVID? what was the reasoning behind that
1: it's it's a supply chain supply Supply. chain issues at the time and um, after that we're we are ready to bring it back in a big way and so that's one of our big promotions that we're launching in a couple of weeks
0: very exciting. So if I'm to guess, because, I mean, Nukes, these are bigger boxes than a lot of fast casuals, bigger footprints, Um, and with a high quality level of the menu. I imagine you're doing a lot of dine-in business. This seems like it's maybe mm-hmm. you guys compare uh, or even compete more so with some full service casual chains even than fast casual. Is that right?
1: Yeah, both. I mean, I, I would see us comp- not only competing against Panera and McAllister's but, and Jason's Deli, but also competi- uh, competing against a Chili's because we do have those premium proteins. Yeah, we are a bigger footprint. And, um, you know, with COVID and right after COVID, we saw our digital sales increase and our dine-in decrease like most brands. But when we, we have come back from that, uh, we have seen a jump in our dine-in business. And we're seeing about 70% of that um, dine-in business come back with 30% in online right now.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, so all of this really leads us to what you guys have announced, uh, this week as, as folks are, are listening to, it'll be this week, which is you're doing, uh, you're announcing a rebrand. And I know this rebrand is kind of, um, designed around this concept of extra. Tell me about the new, this announcement, this campaign you guys are undergoing and what, what's the deal with this sort of extra notion?
1: Yeah. So this has been a, About 18 months in the making, we went and did quantitative and qualitative research to our guests. And we just went and asked them, what do you love about nukes? What would you change about nukes? And, you know, what are the things that you keep coming back to nukes? So if I were to tell someone that has never been to a nukes before, what are the key things that you would say to that person? And they kept coming back with all the little extras, quote unquote, that we give that no one else does. So uh, we give, you know, extra flavor. Like I said, again, we use fresh herbs and spices in our, in our recipes. We, we give extra in, as far as protein, premium proteins like the salmon, steak and shrimp that I mentioned. We also give free like customization. So you can customize anything that you order. On the menu. And you can also, we have in every restaurant, you'll see a, a condiments table where you can add cheese and garlic and, and uh, croutons to your meal free of charge. And that gives that extra kind of customization and flavor that you like. We also give away, uh, you know, our drinks are all 32 ounces. They're not 16 or 20 ounces. They're all 32 ounces. And not only do you pay the price as some of the same price as a 16 or 20 ounce in other brands, but you also get a collectible cup. I actually have a sample. So you see, here's a cup. And it's collectible and it's reusable. You can use it for different things in your house. I know I use it to fill up my coffee machine, but it's something that guests love um, of our brand. Um, And to kind of sum it all up, we also go the extra mile in service. And that's one thing that we mentioned in our guests. You know, if we don't make their item correctly, you know, we will do what it takes to make it correctly. And so I think that... All those little words of extra that we give just kind of summed up and said, you know what, we need to tell and communicate to guests that have never visited us before that we're extra with every bite. And so that's where we came up with that tagline.
0: Very cool. Uh, by the way, kudos for being, I think, maybe my first guest to have a, a prop. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I need to tell people to bring more props to these podcasts. Uh, that's going to be anybody who's just listening to this on the podcast. They're missing out. you got to go check this out on YouTube. Um, so so getting into the campaign, some of the specifics of this campaign a little bit, uh, um, how is Extra showing up? Tell me about some of the ways, some of the touch points of this campaign. Um, obviously, in your marketing materials, you're, you're communicating Extra, but in the restaurants, on social, how, how are you... Um, uh, really, communicating that notion of extra,
1: yeah. So we did um, two brand commercials that that guests will see, and all of our digital uh, media buys on on um, streaming services with our um, over the top advertising that really kind of lays out exactly what I told you in in the commercial and how we give extra, and it's really kind of playing on that flavor, that quality, that. Extra sauce. We are known for our Q sandwich, which has a lot of sauce on it. And it's really kind of just communicating that visually and showing them all the little extras that we give them. Um, and, you know, we uh, will be doing that on social media. We're changing our website. We're changing our app. We heard from guests that. Our app was had some issues. It took them a long time to order, so we made all those different modifications, enhancements. We've added gift cards to our, to our app, so you can buy and send a gift card uh, to your friends and family. That's a little extra thing that we gave them. And, you know, it's just uh, a big kind of refresh, rebrand. We have new uniforms, new packaging to really explain all the different things that we can give um, to the guests that, that Nukes can provide.
0: Yeah. And I'm curious about what you hope it ultimately communicates to the guest because, I, I I can't, uh, you know, I don't envy your job really because getting the attention of the consumer today when not only are they so distracted, but also they have so many different options for their restaurant occasions. I mean, just getting their attention and and getting them to pay attention and then, you know, actually take an action, which is come into the restaurant or order mm-hmm. online or whatever that might be. That's difficult. That's asking a lot. So, so I, I guess what I'm wondering is, You know, what, what do you hope extra ultimately communicates to the guests? How do you hope that gets their attention?
1: Well, I think it's perfect timing with the economy right now and people are really price conscious. And so they're really looking at what they're getting for, for their money's worth. And we have items like our, we have a salmon Caesar salad that has a six ounce portion of salmon under $14. I mean, that is a meal that you can eat all in one sitting or you can save it for dinner um, because we give really big portions on our salads. And, you know, it's really just not only the the love and attention and the extra flavor and quality that I talked about, but you can get all all of that at a reasonable price. And I think that's really important right now um, and and is making us different from our competitors.
0: I mean, that's the notion of value, right? And I've actually had this conversation a lot recently with people. It feels like value... You know, it's 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 becoming more and more important, particularly as the economy struggles to get back going and inflation continues to be a thing. But there are so many different elements to value today that didn't exist the last time we were talking about value, which was coming out of the Great Recession. And, you know, that one was all about discounting and, you know, coupons and all that stuff. Now, the concept of value anymore is... I don't know. It's, it's it's a lot bigger of an idea. And I, I'd argue that it also includes a lot of the experience and how easy yep. it is to order and accessibility. Um, right. uh, th- there's so many other things that come back around to value, I guess. But tell me about your notion of value. How is Nukes really positioning in itself as a value chain without getting caught up in the notion of value being cheap?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we really first start with the food. Right, so value in the quality of the product you're getting. Right, so the that's where the ex, the fresh herbs like basil and cilantro come into play, and chili oils on your pizza. So it's something different, but it's that flavor and quality. Right, as also portion size. So the one thing that we're going to be communicating is, oh, you get a six ounce sandwich. You get eight shrimp and they're big shrimp on your salad, not the little small shrimp that you see some some places giving you. So there's a a sense of value in the quality of the item, the portion size, the experience that you're getting, like on the website and the app to make it very easy to order. Um, But also we're exploring, you know, ways that people can save money by introducing some family meal deals. So right now we have a family meal deal of two pizzas and a salad for $20. And that alone, we've seen traffic go up in that. We we really promote it on the weekends, Friday nights, um, Saturdays when people are watching college football, or on Sundays with the NFL. And uh, we've seen an uptick in, in pizza, because of that. So we're really looking at the quality, the portion size, but we're also looking at price. So we're looking at family meal deals. We're also testing combo deals. If you are looking for something under $10, we're testing a deal right now in some locations where you can get half a sandwich, uh, a side, and a drink for $9.99. It's our combo deal. So we're looking at all aspects of value, um, to, to increase that traffic in sales during this time.
0: For sure. Yeah. I, you know, people will be tired of me talking about this, but I always think of value in the uh, relation to, you know, I have two little kids and, 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 you know, so much of value to me is how much did you alleviate my stress? (laughs) Because like dining with children, the price point of dining with children, I almost don't even care how much I'm paying if you can easily and efficiently Mm -hmm. move me through the line and make my kids happy. So there's so many different notions of value today. So it seems like that must resonate with you too.
1: Oh yeah. So I'm a mother of two. I have two teenagers now, but I, you know, they were little and I was in exactly in the same boat as you, you know, where can I go that, that one, they always chose the restaurant because if they didn't have, nuggets or a pizza or burger, then we wouldn't have a good experience or a good meal. But what we do at Nukes for kids especially and for families, we have a big family following specifically on the weekends, is we provide different options for them. But our number one seller to get those kids in is we have the free breadsticks. They're the uh. crunchy breadsticks on the the condiment station you can get as many as you want and that keeps the kids entertained before their meal gets there. So, that's one Perfect. of the things. Yeah. That
0: that's clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Having something to distract them, that's clutch. Right. I mean, these are little details that people don't yeah. always think about but but makes a lot of sense. So, um if if I were to to, you know, sort of step back and look at things a little bit more from the macro perspective. You know, you mentioned that it's been 18 months that you've been working on this campaign. Of course, if we look 18 months ago, what was happening in the industry and in the world, things were a lot different back then, but, you know, still facing a lot of the challenges that we faced back in 21 and 22, including, you know, again, inflation and labor issues and supply chain challenges and, um, you know, uh, cost conscious consumers and all those things. But I guess, again, from a macro level, stepping back a little bit, what do you hope this, New campaign, what kind of direction do you hope it points nukes because you you've not clearly made not made this investment lightly. you hope that this kind of takes the brand in a certain direction long term. What do you think that direction is
1: so you know it's funny when i um was i've been at nukes for two and a half almost three years, and when I was interviewing for this role i didn't know what nukes was i I had one that was 10 miles away from me and I'd always driv- driven by and I, I would see the logo and I didn't understand what that restaurant was. And so um, when I started interviewing, I went to the restaurant every day for two weeks and tasted the entire menu when I was interviewing. And I said, this is an incredible brand. Why have I not heard about it,
0: right?
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I immediately saw things that I could do as a marketer to change that. Um, One of the things they didn't have too was any kind of digital marketing here. So that's one of the things that I brought to the table as well as a loyalty program. That was the whole reason I was hired. So I immediately saw they had a big cult fan base and they wanted a loyalty program. And so we got that and launched it about a year and a half ago. But, you know, those are the things that, you know, kind of where it started and wanting to do this rebrand It's it's first I wanted to do all this research that hadn't been done and see what, why maybe new guests don't know about us. One, they weren't being communicated to because they didn't have any kind of digital marketing in place. And we fixed that. But once we did that, I was like, what is it that I need to tell them that's so great about us? And And I got all this information from our guests, our loyal guests. We even pulled guests that haven't been to us in a while to learn about why they haven't been to Nukes in a while. And it was mostly, you know, quality issues or their favorite item wasn't on the menu. Because we did have to optimize the menu during COVID and take things off because of supply chain issues. Now, we've really looked at the menu as a whole and looked at mixed numbers and say, you know, we should keep some items. We should remove some items. And we are now at a great menu um, today uh, that our guests love, but there's some things that they still want back, like the roast beef. And that's why we're bringing that back. Um, We have an awesome French tip sandwich that we are bringing back um, in a couple of weeks. So we're super excited about that. But it's really also communicating to those new guests and say, you know, we need to increase traffic like everybody else that is you know, dealing with the economy today and and traffic numbers going down is really to get new people to understand um, what a great brand we are, a meal solution, not only for a single person, uh, a coworker going out with their friends during lunch, but also with that family and kids and, you know, just providing options for everyone. And so I think that's kind of the real focus of why we're we're doing this it's a lot of things it's it's to tell new people what we're about to really communicate hey don't forget about nukes look at all the extra stuff you get and you can afford it too Um, so why go to other places come to us so um i think we're going to be able to to do a lot with this rebranding Um, and also to technology wise with our website and our app and being able to, um, enhance that for a better experience online. So we're, we're excited and we're, we're ready to get started, ready to hopefully see traffic and sales go up too. So
0: sure. I'm really glad you brought up the loyalty program. Um, I, you know, loyalty and marketing feel more and more sort of integral to each other. Um, uh, and so I'm wondering, you know, you you mentioned that when you came in, you kind of brought this idea of having a loyalty program. How was the process in standing up that loyalty program? And ultimately, what is the Nukes loyalty program? What, how, how does it work? And how are you guys investing in that aspect of the business to, again, sort of push Nukes in the direction you want to go in?
1: Yeah. So I've been in the loyalty business for majority of my career. I back in the 90s, I started at a a loyalty firm called Briarly and Partners, and they were the pioneers of loyalty agencies, mainly in the hospitality um, space with, you know, airlines and car rentals like Hertz and even blockbuster rewards. I know that's dating me, but I I worked on that account. (laughs) Um, So when I worked, there, I said, you know, I know this is going to be big for the restaurant industry. Someday, so I really kind of learned as much as I could about loyalty. And so, as I've moved into the corporate side of the world in in my career, loyalties have been a big player in the restaurant business. I actually spoke on stage at FS Tech last week here in Dallas, and really talked about you know how necessary it is to have a loyalty program, and and but to do it right, um, you know that's how you're going to get that. Personalized customer data and that segmentation um, to be able to communicate to that guest and and make them understand, um, you know, that we we love them and we thank them for their business and keep coming back for more. And we got new new recipes coming out. So there's there's this whole big communication pool of ideas that we can give to the guests and utilize them for even surveys and say, hey, we're thinking about bringing a buffalo chicken sandwich. Would you guys be interested in that? We actually did that. They said no. So we did not bring that sandwich into our restaurant. So there's many ways we can utilize it. And I always say, you know, find the best loyalty programs out there and see what they're doing. And I really love the Chick-fil-A loyalty program and their app, and it's so easy. It's very easy to use. You spend a dollar, you get 10 points, and, you know, they have different tiers for, you know, different, um, you know, how big of a a guest and consumer you are with them. But that's what we based our loyalty program, honestly, is the best of the best. They said, we need something like Chick-fil-A, $1 equals 10 points that the guests can figure out, didn't know how to figure out a math equation just to get how many points they, you know, were spending with us or accumulating with us. And so we make it very simple. We say, you know, X amount of points equals a free drink and a free pizza and a free meal. And it's very, it's very simple. And we do great things like Things that other restaurants I don't see doing is is one of the things that I talked about where I see kind of the future of, of loyalty and kind of what we're doing today is we are getting with our partners like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is partners with Norwegian Cruise Line. So this summer, we offered a cruise, a seven-day cruise for two, anywhere you wanted to go, and we didn't pay a dime for it. We we partnered with Coca-Cola and Norwegian and put them on all of our advertising. And we were able to offer this great sweepstakes and, you know, that provided acquisition for our loyalty program, but it also got our loyalty, our, our biggest fans engaged uh, the summer and coming in because every time you made a purchase, you got one entry into the cruise contest. So that drove up meals and drinks for Coca-Cola so it worked very well for everybody.
0: Wow. That's really cool. Uh, I, I love this example you just gave uh, of the Buffalo chicken sandwich, um, because I think what it illustrates is that you can't be all things to all people. And and it's, and it's interesting because right now it, that's hard to figure out, right? Because there's just so much going on in the industry. There's so much noise. And especially when it comes to like digital there are a lot of bells and whistles out there, but just because mm-hmm. they're out there doesn't mean that you should be using them, right? So, so again, using this notion as listening to your guests, knowing what they want to do and want to use, how does that affect nukes plunge into the digital world? Because you're, you're clearly overseeing a lot of that. Uh, but if I were to guess you've got a lot of families, I'd guess you probably even skew a little older in your demographic based on the menu. So maybe they don't want all these bells and whistles. What's the right balance you're trying to strike?
1: So that's funny. Uh, this morning, I actually had a strategy call with Punch, who's our loyalty provider, and we're really going through um, our data right now. And we're looking at age groups. We're looking at um, frequency of visits. And we're, you know, the way the old world was, or people still doing today. We're still doing it today. We won't be in thirty days because we're doing this big strategy on segmentation is that you send one email to everybody in your database, right? It says, oh, we got a new sandwich, right? What is that really doing? It's not really talking to that guest and what they're interested. Say, I only go to Nukes for salads. You know, why would I be interested in this email? And then you're sending all this email and paying all this money. So where we're getting to the point is we are sending customized emails to segments of our database that makes sense. You know, who are who's our probably price conscious group? Is it in the, you know, 16 to to 20 year olds and maybe the 65 plus um, groups are really looking for the combo deals? Maybe we're sending combo deals and coupons to that group. And maybe those people that are uh, coming most frequently really care if we're going to have a new product or not. So it's really sending them emails. Hey, we got this new product. We'd like you to try. Um, So we utilize our rewards members. We know they signed up with us. They love us. They keep, they're coming to us. Sometimes they're laps. So we got to reel them back with a sweet little uh, offer to get them back to come, um, come to us. But, you know, it's, It's really kind of understanding who we're talking to. Um, You know, one of the things that we were talking about this morning was lapsed users. You know, we have some people that haven't been to us in six months. Well, one of the things I'm looking at is that I said, you know, let's look at if it's coming from one location or, you know, is a cluster coming up from different locations? because. That way, if that's true, then there's something wrong with the restaurant. Maybe the manager, maybe it's not clean. Maybe, you know, their food is, is not up to par. And we can really focus on that. So it's, it's, it's unbelievable what you can do with the loyalty program. I know that I've had the bosses in the past that says, oh, we're just giving free items to the guests that are already coming to us. Um, and we're just oversaturating them. They're getting discounts. But yeah, maybe the first year when you launch a loyalty program, you're trying to figure who our customers are. It's all about acquisition and getting that data. Now, we're in year two, so now we're really looking at who who is coming to us, how often is coupons driving them in, or is new product emails driving them in. So it's amazing what you can can figure out um, by doing that. And that helps us too when we're doing our digital ad placements through social media, we, we can't afford network TV because we're hundred stores and we're not completely saturated in a DMA. So what we're doing is we're on YouTube TV, Hulu and streaming services that are very targeted around our restaurants and the zip code. And we can also utilize that data that we're getting from loyalty to really focus on it. For example, if I have a problem in in Chattanooga, uh, I see loyalty people are lapsing. Well, then I'm not going to go spend money to do commercials on streaming services in Chattanooga until we fix that restaurant. So there's a lot of things that you can do. You just kind of really need to focus and look at the data properly, and and then how to utilize it.
0: Gosh, you as a marketer, I mean it almost feels like a cheat code to have the data that you get from a loyalty program, right?
1: It is. And there's a lot of people that haven't even launched a loyalty program. I spoke at Meg earlier this year and I did a round table discussion. I was amazed at some of the big brands that you um probably recognize that don't have a loyalty program and a lot of it's they don't know how to get started. And a lot of it is also this finance or CEOs and CFOs saying, hey, we're just going to discount our, our normal customers. We don't want to lose that money. But they don't really are not um, kind of engaged or involved in, in really looking at what you can do. And some of the, the smart people that have done loyalty programs before knows how it could really increase traffic because that's the goal of loyalty. The goal of loyalty is not to give away free stuff. The goal of loyalty is to get them to come more often than they did. And that was one of our challenges in the first year. We wanted our strongest loyalty people or fans to come in at least two times a month. And we achieved that goal. Um, but it's really, you know targeting with special emails and really trying to get them in to come in. And one of the things that we've done is a frequency challenge. We said, okay, if you come in three times a month, in the month of October, we will give you a free pizza at the end of the month. We've done that uh, kind of uh, challenge every every quarter for the last three quarters. And when we do that challenge for that month, we've seen about ten to 15,000 guests that have come in to our restaurant that has never come in three times a month. So that's Hmm. the kind of things that you can do. You just really need to understand it. You need to have a good loyalty partner that has a good strategy team that can really work with your data and help you through the process.
0: I love that. I mean, that's kind of like gamifying it, right? I know gamifying has become kind of a notion in the that's, restaurant industry, sort of setting those challenges, as you said. Yeah. Um, and 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 to that end, a question I'm I'm curious is like wh- where you see the opportunity in marketing going forward? What are some of the trends in marketing that you see today that you're really excited about? And which of those do you think might be applicable to the nukes business sometime in the future?
1: Sure. So. I think we're different. We're a smaller brand. You know, we have 100 stores. So our budgets are a lot smaller than some of the big brands. So you have to be really creative um, in what you do. Um, And, you know, I have a great team. I have six people on my team and it's small, but they're all... Experts of what they do, and um, you know, I have two designers. We do everything in house. We don't have any agencies. We did have an agency that helped us with this new branding. They're called White Unicorn in Dallas. Want to give them a shout out because they've been amazing. They helped us with our logo and and look and feel and our website, and so they've been great partners with them, uh, working with them. But you know, it's. Um, you know, the team is really focused on, on, you know, we do everything in house. We do have two designers on my team, but I don't have a copywriter. So we've been utilizing the AI technology with chat GPT to help write some of our headlines of our emails and things that we kind of need. So I see, uh, chat GPT and a lot of AI technology, um, And I've seen some brands already utilizing some of that design and art. I see that kind of helping brands um, do something different in content. Um, That's where I see that today. Um, I see more people advertising on streaming devices like we are um, versus network TV. I think now, I think it's like I read it was 60% the population are still on network tv but 40% is is on some type of streaming service like youtube tv or hulu that get their news from. So I think um there's a lot of uh different things that are coming out um with social media as well. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um with you know content and different types of content. Um so I'm excited about um, the different technology. I I've been able to touch technology since the beginning of my career and I've always, you know, enjoyed what we can do. I've always been a curious person and I was talking to someone at FS Tech last week, another uh CEO and you know, I was saying, you know, I don't think there's going to be a marketing and IT department in the future. I think there's going to be a guest experience department where it's technology and marketing are meshed together because mm. we're playing in that game already. I mean, I when I started at Nukes, I started as a senior VP of guest experience. So I was over marketing and tech, the IT team here at Nukes. Um, we promoted our head of IT. He's incredible. Adam Carveller. he's now our chief technology officer. So now I'm in that CMO ro- role over marketing and but we work and talk to each other every single day. And and uh marketing is technology now. So I you know that's kind of what I feel that's coming soon. Um in the in that's the world r- world.
0: So. Yeah, that's a really interesting insight and is both an opportunity and terrifying i, I think uh, yeah. probably a lot of marketers out there are a little bit terrified about that um what and kind of related to that i guess i would say is what do you what are what's keeping you up at night i mean you know obviously some of that stuff is scary because it's unknown but you can kind of tackle it but there must be some things that are genuine challenges to you as a marketer in 2023 what are those things
1: the the thing that's keeping me up and at night, except for, you know, my two teenagers driving me a little crazy. <laughs> but what's keeping me up at night is traffic. I'm, I'm tr- really really trying to focus on what is happening with the traffic, you know, um, in our restaurant. And it's a lot of my peers. You know, I'm very fortunate. I have a big network of a lot of women CEOs and, and CMOs in, in my network. Uh, we kind of grew up together in the Yum Brands um, years ago, but we always, we always call each other. We have dinner once a month and we talk about what are your challenges? What are you guys facing? And and the, the common theme is traffic. And so I think that's something that keeps me up at night and try, really trying to focus. Is it price? Is it item? Is it combination of family deals, um, to help that guest, um, get through what we're going through in the world right now? What, is, what motivates them to come in more often? What can, service can we provide the guests um, to have them come in more often at Nukes? And um, so I think that's kind of the challenge right now. And I know I'm not the only one, but it's really kind of be inventive. And, you know, is it also looking at other marketing tactics and marketing tools um, that we haven't thought of to reach that guess. So we're that's kind of our our challenge. My boss Frank Pacey, CEO of Nukes, love him to death. He you know challenges me every day. Denise, how we need to get up, track get, get get traffic up. What can we do? So that's kind of the big thing right now.
0: Well, it seems like your your new campaign. It's kind of on the right track to to be yeah. one of those Pass answers, right?
1: Fingers. Yes, I think that's going to bring a lot of attention to the brand. We also have a new promotion starting at this, a week apart. So I'm looking for some big traffic and sales numbers in October.
0: That's well, very exciting. Well, Denise Padini, the Chief Marketing Officer of Nukes Eatery. Thanks so much, Denise, for joining me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me.
0: That was my interview with Denise Padini, the Chief Marketing Officer for Nukes Eatery. So what should you learn from this interview? Here are my five takeaways. My first takeaway is that your guests are the best source to tell you what to be and what not to be. Nukes rebrand has been in process for 18 months, as Denise said, and she said a big part of that process has been listening to guests, collecting information, collecting data, hearing from guests what they think about Nukes, what makes Nukes one of their favorite brands, why do they choose Nukes over other fast casuals. And they've built this rebrand around that. The guests have told them, this is what we think Nukes is. And Nukes said, okay, that's what we are. That's what we're going to embrace. That will be our message to new customers as well. But I really appreciated, you know, later in the conversation, Denise mentioned a way in which they listened to customers about what not to be. For example, they were thinking about adding a buffalo chicken sandwich. Guests said they didn't want it, so they didn't pursue it. This is probably obvious, but your guests know your brand probably better than you do. They come to your restaurants for a reason. It means something to them and to their lifestyle. So they are the ones you should listen to if you want to make changes. They will tell you what they want you to be, and they will tell you what they don't want you to be. Listen to them. Collect that information. Collect that data. My second takeaway is that the value message still resonates as a traffic driver. We're hearing this a lot from restaurant operators today. You're probably experiencing this, but Denise certainly spoke about what's keeping her up at night is traffic. Traffic seems to be down really across the board in the restaurant industry. Even when sales are up, that's usually because menu prices are up. Traffic is still stubbornly uh, flat or down. And so the challenge for marketers today is how do you drive traffic to your restaurants? Value is a really good way to do that, but I kind of got into it with Denise on on this, and I've had this in other conversations as well, talked about this concept of value. It's not discounts and coupons anymore. It's not just a price point. Value means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and you have to figure out what that is. Of course, right off the bat, it is bang for your buck. Are you getting better food and more food for the price point than you expected? Typically that's value. One of the examples Denise mentioned was some of the deals they're doing for families. Myself with two young kids, that resonates for me because I can get value by getting a deal on a family meal because I know I'm going to go in there with my family. So sometimes yes, price point is important to that, but It's beyond that. It is the quality of the proteins, for example, as Nukes offers uh, salmon and chicken that they roast in-house every day. The quality of those ingredients is a part of the value message. The ease of access for customers is a part of the value experience. So Nukes is updating their app as part of this rebrand so that they can make their menu items more easily accessible to customers. That is part of the value equation. The loyalty program, that's part of, of the value because you're trying to uh, gain points and then eventually redeem them for what you see as a valuable transaction, all of these things come back around the value. And, and these are things that can drive traffic. Nukes is just brand new into this new rebrand. And so they don't know yet if it's going to drive traffic. But I'd wager a guess that Denise is onto something and Nukes is onto something with this. Because by really building this new rebrand around the value message, they're telling guests, hey, we're, we are a valuable offering for you. Come into the restaurants. If you haven't been for a while, come back. My third takeaway is that digital marketing is the perfect way to draw customers, both new and old. So again, back to what I was just saying about telling guests, hey, we're a valuable offering. Come on in. You know, digital marketing is the way to communicate with them now. If you're not on social media, if you're not on all of the various channels where consumers are spending their time digitally You're missing out. And that's on both your existing customers and those potential customers that can become loyal customers. Denise explained that experience she had with Nukes, where she would drive by it before she worked there and didn't really know what that brand was all about. And part of that was because Nukes wasn't showing up in the channels where Denise was engaged. So one of the first things she implemented was a digital marketing strategy that could put Nukes front and center for folks who are wondering, what's this brand all about? You have to communicate that digitally so that people won't forget about you or ignore you or not think about you ever. Uh, But that is also true for guests who have lapsed. If somebody's not been in for six months, digital marketing might grab their attention and be like, hey. You haven't been here for a while. What's going on? Come on back in. We'd love to have you back. Uh, Another thing that is sort of uh, restaurant 101 these days, digital marketing, but I think it's really important to remember, this is a very critical way to talk to guests. And if you're struggling with traffic, you need to think about your digital marketing strategies and how you're communicating with guests. Uh, And that includes with loyalty programs. Loyalty programs are absolutely a part of your digital marketing. And that leads me to my fourth takeaway, which is that loyalty programs are a cheat code for brand evolution. That was something I, I told to Denise as she was explaining to me you know, just the power of their new loyalty program that she brought with her when she started a couple years ago. And that's what made me think of a cheat code. It's almost not fair what you can access with loyalty. The amount of data available to you that you can use to steer your brand in the right direction is astounding. It's staggering. There are not words for this. If you don't have a loyalty program, you are missing out on some of the most valuable, rich data Uh, That can help you make decisions about your brand evolution. It can help you make decisions about, again, communications, digital marketing. You can look into the data you're receiving from your loyalty program members, and and you can pinpoint even what's going on at a restaurant. Uh, For example, Denise used that, that example that if people are lapsing, if there are lapsed customers, they're trying to bring them back into the restaurant, and they can tell through their loyalty program that that's in one geographic area, then they know there's something going on with that particular restaurant and they can address those issues. This is the power of a loyalty program. Invest in loyalty if you haven't already. There are a lot of options out there for you of loyalty programs. You can find one that can suit your brand. But again, this is a cheat code. This is going to give you an amount of information and data that is almost going to be overwhelming, but at the end of the day will be very positive for you in making decisions about what to do next with your brand. My fifth and final takeaway is that the marketing and IT fields are fusing into one guest experience function. I loved this. Uh, I I hadn't thought about this before, but Denise brought this up and that she'd spoken recently at a conference with somebody else about this and that they were in agreement that this is the case. And and this is true, right? Which is that uh, IT, the technology department, they used to just be around to, you know, help you build out your tech stack and your POS or whatever, these days, marketing is so embedded into the technology of your brand that those two departments, as she mentions, she talks to her head of IT all the time because marketing is basically today almost exclusively a digital experience. Denise said the line, marketing is technology now. I love that. And these things are, these functions are so intertwined. And so all of it comes back to the guest experience, IT marketing Pairing together into the guest experience, look at your marketing and your IT in this way and how they can work together. And going forward, consider how you might build your organizational structure around that. Those are all my takeaways for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe to Takeaway wherever you listen to podcasts and leave your feedback. You can also email me at sam.ocus at informa.com. Thanks again and talk to you next week.